the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Everything in life is an exchange. We exchange hours every week for a paycheck. We exchange energy to visit friends. We exchange time to make phone calls. Everything in life is an exchange. And how much time, energy, and resources we're willing to trade for things ultimately reveal their value to each of us. Jesus gives us an important insight in Matthew 6 and 21. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the things we invest the most in are ultimately the things we value most. Now, here's a personal question. If God examined the things you devote most of your treasure to, what would he say you valued the most? I will never forget the moment when the Lord gave me a young, inexperienced man minister the most needed advice ever. He said, stop listening to what people say and watch what they do. Man, this is true for me and true for you. Actions always speak louder than words. So what is your life and the lives of people around you really saying? For more, go to gracechurchva.org. And as always, live big. Tomorrow can be bigger. Just grow, let the world overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness. Live a life bigger than yourself. This is the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. The Word of God is full of life-changing power. So our prayer is that this broadcast equips you to live a life so big that it impacts everyone and everything around you. Remember to hit the notification bell on YouTube to get this teaching and worship with us live each week. Let's join Bishop Greer. Father, open eyes, illuminate hearts. Father, folks, I've tuned in today, you know, using their various devices because they're hungry for you. So meet them in this moment and I'll give you all the honor and all the glory for what you accomplished in Jesus name. Amen. Verse seven. Then Jesus said to them again. Now, at the beginning of this chapter, Jesus used the illustration of a shepherd and a sheep to describe our relationship with him and, and with God. Now, you know, what's interesting here is he didn't use the, the equally common, but super aggressive and domineering goat to describe us. He also didn't use the super common, uh, cattle with the fierce, you know, horned bull, uh, to describe our relationship with the father. He chose out of all the creatures he could use, he chose to use the intensely social and despite popular belief, actually the highly intelligent sheep to describe us. You know, modern science tells us that uh, sheep is actually smarter than our cats that we have in our homes and just about as smart as, as the dogs we have in our homes. In fact, my, my wife, Pastor Yermitu, she grew up in Ethiopia on a farm uh, before she moved to the city of Addis and uh, she had a pet sheep that... uh uh, she actually loved. She slept with this sheep uh, at night and it was her pet, um, you know, a different world. But uh, sheep are very intelligent and also they could be very, very affectionate animals. And Jesus goes on and says, most 
assuredly. So here we see a double affirmation, which is literally a mean, a mean, uh, which was a which was terms that was really unique uh, to Jesus. The prophets would say, thus saith the Lord and and thus saith the Lord would would establish divine authority. But since Jesus was Lord, he can only give himself an amen. He didn't have to say thus saith the Lord. He could just say, I say unto you. And that's actually what we're about to, to see. But what I want you to notice here, it took a certain attitude for Jesus to utter these words. Most people, you know, said amen after the prayer or after they spoke. But Jesus was so certain of what he was about to say. He said amen before he spoke. So either Jesus was who he said he was, or he was the biggest egomaniac the world has has ever seen. Uh, you really can't, you know, with intellectual integrity, maintain middle ground with Jesus. He's either mad, bad, or God, either a liar, lunatic, or Lord, but he leaves no room for us to have an image of him somewhere in between. And then he says, uh, verily, verily, or amen, amen, I, not thus saith the Lord, I say to you. Now, this statement was belligerent in the ears of the rabbis that did not believe in, in Jesus. You know, they always use either a scripture or a celebrated rabbi as the source of their uh, teaching. But Jesus had no question about who he was, and he had really no problem letting you know about who he thought he was. And he said, I say to you, and by the way, when you truly uh, know yourself, you become powerful. But when you really accept yourself, uh, that's when you're on the way to becoming unstoppable. And Jesus not only knew he, who he was, he was comfortable in his own skin, and he accepted who he was. He says, I say to you. And then he says, I am. Now to us in the English speaking world, that is a little bit blind to us, but the Greek here is ego emi, ego emi. And uh, in the Septuagint, which was the Greek translation of the Bible, this was the same term that God used to identify himself when he spoke to Moses from the burning bush and said, I am that I am. So Jesus says, verily, verily, based on his own authority, not even on the authority of uh, of the Father, if you will, though he is representing the Father, but it's not thus saith the Lord, neither is he quoting uh, an ancient rabbi. He, as as someone actually that had not been to the schools and, and to some of the training grounds that many of the others had been to, he is speaking on his own authority, and he says, ego uh, am I, I say unto you, uh, and, and again, this, this, this was almost blasphemous to, to those that were listening. He said again, I am. Now eyebrows are raised. Tension, you know, is, is palpable. Everybody knows what's going on. And then he continues. He doesn't stop and he doesn't stutter. He says, I am the door of the sheep, not a door, but watch this, the door. Now, sheep folds did not have hinged doors. That's not what they, they use. Uh, there was just a, a simple opening for either a porter to sleep uh, there and, and guard the sheep, or if they were on the countryside, the shepherd himself would actually lay across that, that opening. Now, Jesus has audacity to say that, and by the way, he has two legs, uh, two eyes, and people are looking at a human being, but he has the audacity to say that he was the only legitimate uh, uh, source of spiritual access to God's people. See, it's not your education. It's not your connections or your your ambition or, or the use, perhaps, of behavioral psychology and all the rest that qualifies us 
to lead in God's house. It's only Jesus. And then he goes on. Just understand, there's a lot of audacity right here. He says, all whoever came before me are thieves. Now, this is a strong indictment. And he was talking about the religious rulers and they, they're gritting the teeth right now. And they came in their own strength and their own wisdom. And, and if they, if they didn't understand it and, and if it wasn't intellectual, uh, uh, they, they really had nothing, uh, to offer, but they didn't operate in signs, uh, wonders and miracles. It wasn't the, the, the power of God. And, and if you want to get frustrated really, really fast, try to lead and particularly pastor in your own strength. Uh, it will not only destroy you, uh, but it will destroy your family and it'll probably send you to an early grave. You want to make sure that it's the Lord that gives you grace, uh, to, to lead, uh, particularly if you're representing the Lord. And then he called them thieves which literally uh, speaks of pickpockets. Those are people who use gimmicks. Those are people who use the latest cunning um, to gain advantage over others. But there are two categories, thieves, and the second category is and robbers. So these were those who used force. So someone could pick your pocket, you don't know it, but then someone can smack you over the head and take your stuff. And uh, he uses both categories. And, and he was saying, you know, some of these, these leaders, they, they kind of trick you and dupe you, but others of the leaders, they were, they were quick to threaten and, and, and to punish. Uh, but, but watch this. He says, but the sheep did not hear them. So sure, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees had, um, you know, some following, but people did not flock to the, to, to the Pharisees, Sadducees, scribes, and the Essenes the same way they flocked to John the Baptist and, and Jesus. And, and they resented both of them for this. But this did not intimidate Jesus. He was like, you know, jealousy is a disease. Get well soon. And, and he just kept doing what he was he was doing. Then Jesus repeated what he said earlier. I want you to know uh, people, you know, steam is coming out of people's ears and, 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 and people are furious at what he's saying. He says, I am Igoima, the door. I am the one repeated what he says. Like, listen, I, I was right the first time I said, it. let me say it again. I'm not scared of you. I'm telling you who I am. I am the door. I'm the one who determines who gets access to God's sheep. So he is, it's God who gives, you know, one person, 100 sheep and another person, 10,000 sheep. God is the ultimate point of access. Matthew 25 and 15 picks up on this and watch Jesus explain. He says this to one, he gave five talents. Now talents was, uh, a talent was the largest monetary measurement that was used at the time. It wasn't a coin. It was about 60 or 70 pounds, really, of gold or so. Uh, but in our area, though, today, even though, you know, a little different than, than then, um, it would have been about uh, uh, $30,000 or so. Uh, so this first person who received five talents uh, was given about $150,000 uh, worth of, of resources to work with to another two. So the next 60,000 and then to another uh, one, which is about 30,000 or so. But watch this. He gave to each according to his ability. So notice that the master gave resources uh, according to or based on Ability. So if you don't have the ability to lead 100 people without bitterness and excuses, why would God give you a thousand? If you can't just lead that one person at 
two people at home. Why would God expand that and give you a department? You see, heart alone, the heart is important. You want to get that right first. But heart alone does not qualify us for leadership. We must also develop the necessary skills and the necessary abilities. Back to John chapter 10 and verse 9. He says, if anyone enters, watch this, by me, He is saying he's the door. If anyone enters by me, not by might, not by power, but by the spirit, says the Lord, he will be saved and will go in and speaks of freedom and out and find pasture. And we know that where the God leads you, he feeds you where he guides you. He will also provide for you. He's that type of God. But the thief and he's talking about the religious leaders and they know it. Uh, but ultimately, he was speaking of the devil, the spirit that was using them simply as as chess pieces on on the the, the, the board of the game of life. And uh, uh, he was speaking again to the spirit behind him. the thief does not uh, come except um, except meaning there's only one thing he does. He comes to start this destructive process in each of our lives. He comes to watch the first thing to steal, you know, religion without relationship will always leave you with less than than you rightly should have. Uh, rules, you know, again, w- w- without relationship will pick your spiritual pocket uh, and you'll know something's missing, even though you're doing the right thing, but you can't quite figure out how it was lost. There are three things that, that you must not, not ever let religion steal. Number one, your sense of adventure. Number two, your sense of humor. And number three, your God-given sense of identity. He says, the thief does not come except to start the destructive process. He comes to steal and to what? Kill. Not only will religion take what's yours, but then it will convince you that it's God's will. Uh, the Cambridge uh, Bible uh, for school and, and colleges tells us something that, that's important here. And you can find this in Bible Hub here. It tells us the word translated kill means to slaughter as if for a sacrifice. So what happens at this point is the devil convinces you that that loss in your life was actually God's will. And if you believe it's God's will, guess what happens? You'll stop trying. You know, Michael Jordan, you know, six NBA uh, rings on, on, on his fingers. He tells us his secret. He says, I've tried and failed over and over again in my life. And that's why I win. But when you get this religious spirit, this idea that all the bad things that happened to you must have been God's will, you give up on life and you stop trying when the devil, uh, you know, pulls the try out of you and, 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 and the get up out of you, he got you. He says, uh, the thief does not come uh, except to steal and to, to, to kill. But then he gets to this final one and to what? Destroy. Now, the first step again, he picks your pocket, he robs you or, or he threatens you in some way and, and you end up with a loss. The second step is you accept the loss as God's will. The devil is a liar. He comes as an angel of light. But now you're ready for the final step and to destroy. At this point, you're like a, a butterfly that's been caught in a spider's web um, and you're about to get eaten. Uh, What happens is you're caught in the web and, you you know, the more you try to move to get out, the more stuck you get. How many of you feel stuck at times? And then the the, the spider observes from a distance. He doesn't bite you immediately. He observes and 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 he watches you get stuck and, and you lose your energy. But then the spider approaches 
and he bites you. He he injects his his two fangs into the victim. And then the poison that's inside the spider uh, actually begins to liquefy the innards of of, of the butterfly or, or, or the victim here. And uh, so he bites you. Uh, but then often it backs up and gives the poison time to work. And then once the poison has done all its work, he comes in and puts those fangs back in you and sucks all the life out of you like a soup. And all he leaves is a shell. How many of us have have gone through this process and we find ourselves, you know, only a shell of of what we used to be? You know, we accepted uh, something uh, that robbed us of life as God's will. And, and, and that acceptance is, 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 is literally sucked the life out of us, has sucked the future out of us, has sucked a sense of adventure, has sucked the joy, has, has sucked a sense of humor out of us, has, has sucked our sense of identity out of us. And this is what the adversary comes to do. And he, and he comes often in the form of religious thinking and, 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 and it just destroys our lives if you let it. You know, there's nothing I hate more than a religious con. Someone that is just, you know, just trying to leverage their stuff and they're not concerned about whether or not you leave the better. My hope is every time you spend time with me, you leave me stronger. You, you leave me encouraged. And, and yeah, we deal with stuff and, and I'm, I want you to face some things, but it's all to, to, to make you better and, and to help you win in life. That's my only goal. But the, the devil comes to set up this process that ultimately will destroy you. But Jesus here does something very bold. And again, everyone knows uh, who he's talking about and what he's talking about. And he contrasts himself with, with the typical religious uh, leader. He says, yeah, they came to steal, kill and destroy. The spirit behind them is really in some levels, the spirit of the world and, and religions in this world that there's a spirit to them. And often it's based on works and all the rest. And I don't want to get sidetracked, uh, but but there is uh, elementary principles of this world or or religions of this world that Jesus is at odds with. But we won't develop that here. But you'll find that in the book of Colossians. He says, I have come. I'm different. I'm not like them. I have come that they, speaking of the sheep, may have life. Jesus wanted us to have vibrancy. He wanted us to have stamina. He wanted us to have the new car smell and and new car shine. God's not really trying to take anything from us. He's ultimately trying to get something better to us. I have come that they may have what? Life and that they may have life more abundantly. You know, the Jesus of religion is sad, mad, pitiful, and usually broke. But the Jesus of the Bible always brings contentment, always brings surplus, always brings a larger life. And Jesus said, I'm not like them. I'm not trying to get from you. I'm not just trying to build an audience. When you leave me, there's going to be a pep in your step, a glide in your stride. There's going to be strength to face and deal with life. And again, that's why we build this church, why why we're doing all this stuff. So we can uh, bring more people into the house of God so so they can leave here stronger and, and with vibrancy and stamina to face life and win. He said, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, don't read this scripture out of context because, you know, the context of this verse is the rest of scripture. And the reality is we're all going to face stuff in life. 
And, uh, you know, just because you're having a tough day doesn't mean that you're not living an abundant life. Thank God that God gave you the buoyancy even uh, in that tough day to keep your head above water and not to drown in that moment. You know, no matter what, what, what happens in my life, I'm led, I'm fed and I'm protected. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in, in green pastures. You know, he, he leads me to paths of righteousness for his name's sake. The Lord is my shepherd. Now, Jesus is saying this is what the shepherd does. Now we, you know, what, what it, what it, uh, 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 that, that, that singer said, you know, we fall down, but, but we get up, you know, we, we may have been counted out, but, but obviously they can't count because, you know, I, I, we fall down, but we get back up. Jesus comes that we might have life, resurrection life. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Resurrection literally means the getting up again. God wants to help us get up again. He will resurrect no matter what it is. He'll resurrect any dead thing in your life. Don't, you know, the, the problem is, you know, religiosity says, well, what happened to you was God's will. No, the devil was successful. Now God can work it for the good, but don't accept that thing as God's will. Let God resurrect you. You know, God knew what people would do to humanity, but God's ultimate goal was the resurrection. And if you're going through, like I said, you know, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because we're not just walking to, we're walking through that, that valley. And, and we're not to always live in the valley. There's also mountaintop experiences. And, and though we face stuff, I just want to reiterate, um, there is a joy, there is a peace, there is a contentment that Jesus brings even in the midst of it all. And don't let the devil rob you and tell you it's God. I used this illustration before, but this is the devil's MO. What he does is he does something bad and then he hollers God. He does something bad and then he hollers God. He does something bad and then hollers God. And guess what happens? We start avoiding God. This is why some people won't come to church because bad things have happened and people have hollered God. Uh, and really they've been lied to. The devil has, 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 has stolen something and then he has, has killed it. And the word there means, you know, he, he's inspired you to kind of give it to God as a sacrifice to God, like it was God's will. But then you don't realize that's when he puts his fangs in you and he, he totally destroys you and makes you a shell of what you could have been. But don't let the devil rob you. God wants to give you vibrancy. He wants to give you strength. He wants to give you whatever you need to get through the situation you're in and to the other side. And even in this building project, that's what, what I think. I've been knocked down so many times. There were times, I'll be frank with you, I didn't even want to get out of bed. You know, I was up all night trying to figure things out. Uh, every night I go to bed with numbers sometimes trying to cross, uh, cross my mind. What you going to do now? What you going to do now, Derek? How you going to handle this now? You know, what, what are you going to do? And, and I've learned, give it to the, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And what I've learned to do is let him be the Lord of my life. Lord, you know, that that's real. The issue's real. But I cast my care on you for you care for me. I give it to you. I put it out of my mind and I'm going to sleep. And my prayer today is that this simple message has just encouraged your heart to find the rest of God. Find the peace of God. Don't just survive. God wants you to thrive. He wants you to have peace in the middle of whatever it is you're facing. And even though, you know, this project has, man, it takes up so much of my time. I can't wait until I'm on the other side of it. But in the midst of it, even though sometimes I get frustrated and, and all the rest, there's a peace I can't quite explain. It keeps me and I'm able to minister still. I'm able to serve and God will keep you if you let him. But he's a shepherd 
and uh, you have to invite him um, to, 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 to be your shepherd in order for him uh, to be that. Now, goats, you know, that they're, they're really tough to lead, but sheep know their shepherd. And if you recognize Christ as your shepherd, all he's just a prayer way. He's just call him and he will become that shepherd right now. The devil's been steal, stealing, killing, and destroying. He's kind of been your shepherd if you lived your life without Christ as Lord. But right now, invite him in as Lord, and you'll know his voice. And the Bible says, the voice of a stranger, you will not follow. So right now, if you want to give your life to Jesus, just bow your head. So Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to discover you as my strength. Father, I I, I want you to be my shepherd. Uh, keep me, guide me, protect me, and I'll give you all the, the honor. I am a sinner apart from you, God. I, I know I've ran with the devil and and, and I know I've done wrong things, but I come to you, uh, change my heart, move me from a goat to sheep, you know, change my nature so that I could become part of your flock and you be my shepherd. And I'll give you all the honor and all the glory. And God says, and we say, amen. This has been Live Big with Derek Greer, the radio broadcast ministry of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. It is our sincere prayer that you are blessed and empowered to live a life bigger than yourself today. If you want to know more about becoming a Christian or want to rededicate your life to Christ, Bishop Greer wants to walk you through a step-by-step guide. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. Visit gracechurchva.org salvation to find out more. We invite you to worship with us online each Sunday on our YouTube channel at Grace Church VA TV. And while you're there, remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell to get all of our latest content. That's all for today. Until next time, live big. In the 70s, there was a song by a singer named Randy Crawford that tells us everything must change. Nothing and no one goes unchanged. It was a big hit. But I want to challenge those lyrics and remind you that everything but God can change. Hebrews 13.8 tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Know this. No matter what you've been through, no matter how many things have knocked you down in life, no matter how much time has slipped through your fingers, God's promises are still true. You're still going to make it. God's going to fulfill his purposes for your life. Sometimes we let the pressures and the problems outside of us cause us to forget who is inside of us. Everything that has happened, everything that you have faced, God already knew about it and planned for it. Life may change and people may change, but one thing remains sure. God is always the same. For more, go to gracechurchva.org. That's gracechurchva.org. And as always, live big. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.